Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. episode of On the Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com or whatever you're listening to us on. Thanks for joining us. Before I introduce my co-host, I need to tell you, make sure you stay listening to the program. Listen to the entire JXT interview because at the end of it, we'll be asking a question. Answer that question on our social media in the next 24 hours or so before Friday at 5 o'clock and we've got a double pass to give away to the Renegades of Wrestling show on the 4th of June at Collingwood Town Hall. That's this Saturday. So make sure you listen to the JXT interview and then your chance to win a double pass to the Renegades coming up at the end of the interview. First of all, let's say good day to my co-hosts, Lyle and Walshy. Hello, boys. Very good day, Tony. How are you? Very well, thank you, mate. How are you, Lyle? I'm going well, mate. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm really good. You're shaking over there, you're right? Yep, um, let's get straight into our first guest tonight. Hey, I want to talk about our oh, show yeah. from last week. Yeah. We Julian James Mr. on. Julian James. Yeah. What a great chat that oh, was. Oh, that was a cracker. Was fantastic. That was a cracker. It was great to talk to him. Can we uh, review the whole interview? Um, t- what are you squirming for, Tony? Why are you tapping your foot? I'm busting for a piss. Dude, we just, just sat down in the... We just sat down here. Seriously, you put the on-air... Uh, lights on at the studio. You've hit record. You're the one that hits record. I know. And you've done you it. You could have gone before we started. <laughs> oh, it's okay come now. on, Tony. It's all right. Come on. Yeah. All right. I don't need to go anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon we just throw to the next guest then. Can we pick up the wires off the ground then? Yeah. It was a great show last we're week anyway. Yeah. Uh, we we're proudly sponsored by Australian well, Wrestling we're Network. proudly sponsored by them anymore. <laughs> if he knows what's good for him, we are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, boys, joining us is a favourite of ours here on the Turnbuckle. We speak, of course, of JXT. And I'm not sure if you can see JXT, but I'm being the full JXT mark with my JXT uh, baseball top. Here. I do. I respect it. Thanks, Shebexter. Got the JXT baseball jersey on. I'm glad to it's be actually here. Had a sh- it's, it's actually had a showing at Dodgers Stadium. This oh, jersey. there we go. They then might think, <laughs> what team? What's this awesome baseball team, the JXT jerseys? Um, I can announce here... Exclusively on on the turnbuckle, there will be new JXT basketball jerseys coming out soon. Oh, oh. I'm looking forward to the JXT Melton Bloods jerseys coming out. <laughs> <laughs> no, on the footy club, they'll make me pay extra for licensing or something. I, I want a JXT footy trip shirt. That's what oh, I want. Yeah. That that would oh. yeah before or after the trip. I know you. I reckon that's good merchandise. The footy trip well, JXT shirt. I'm designing our footy trip for this season. Footy trip. <laughs> I was actually doing it today. Design a t-shirt with a bib. With a bib? Yeah. 
Tony spills well, a lot so of food down the front of himself. You already have ribs and stuff. At least you've already got the bib already built into. <laughs> yeah, but then you, your bib's dirty. How do you take the bib off? Well, you can just wear a netball dress. You put the bib on the front, and you can velcro it off. Yeah, like that. Just velcro it off. <laughs> yeah, good good timing on the basketball singlet coming out because I don't think Tony's taken that jersey off yeah. since MCW one hundred. Is that when you got it? Yeah, he's going to need a new one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, singlets is a good attire for winter. Yeah, and I want to yeah. see Tony in a singlet okay. with his jaws. No, well, funny you say that. Well, gee, there will also be JXT uh, beanies coming out for winter, so oh. I should have them any week now. So, right, I might be there for those. Yeah, I'll I'm be all there over it. I'm going to try and wrestle with it. So, ditching the headband and putting the beanie on, I'm going to try and wrestle them, try and get through the whole match with the beanie on. That's the plan. With that hair, pretty sure Royce has done it. Have yep. a chat to him. All right, I'll speak to my man Royce. Hey, mate, we thought we'd get you on to have a chat. Uh, Important match this week for you at Renegades up against... No, Tony. Well, no, but I'm getting to that. Hang on for a sec. Up against Lockie Hendricks, but unfortunately that match isn't going to go ahead due to the fact that you're injured. Tell us about it. Yeah, I'm spewing. So uh, I got the... On Monday, I went to my osteo. uh, More movement, M-O-R-R. I'll give him a shout out, my friend Mark. And um, he's like, yeah, I'm confident if you wrestle Saturday, you won't do any more damage, but it's just going to prolong how until it fully heals. I'm like, sweet, I'm happy with that. And where I was at, I thought my knee was really doing good. So I had done a 20% tear, tear in my MCL, which is the yeah. inside of the knee. Um, and I was like, sweet. And I was feeling good on it. And it hadn't buckled on because it kept buckling because the MCL was weak. My knee kept giving way. Um, but then on Monday morning, he gave me that good news that it's coming along strong and everything. And I was feeling better about it. And then Monday night, I went to get up off the ground and it buckled under me. Then I was just standing talking to someone 10 minutes later and I just buckled again. And I'm like, I can't even put pressure on this. How am I going to give yeah. it a toss? So um, I thought, yeah, Renegade's a really big show and big company that's starting. And although they're just starting out, I think, yeah, it's definitely going to be a big place to be. And I don't want to go in there and underperform. So, um, yeah, Lockie Hendricks was a huge match for the heavyweight championship tournament. And I was like, yeah, I can't go into this underdone. And um I just, yeah, I thought it's better. It's better for the Renegade show to have someone in there fully fit. Um, it'd be better for my knee, better for the whole match, the show. And I was like, yeah, I'm just not in a yeah, good enough spot to where I could physically get through it. That the quality needed, I guess, the standard. The replacement um, is someone who you're well acquainted with. Your replacement for the show was is your tag team partner from Friday night, Matt Hayter. Yes, he's part of the Amount Rushmore of Wrestle Rock. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we were yeah we were so i am officially mr wrestle rock back home the jxt the person that built wrestle rock off his own back and um you know i graced the corner hotel with my presence again and bringing out my boys you know official ego matt hater and the big rig fox and um they were calling us the pillars of wrestle rock so um <laughs> at 3 30 a.m with um, a bit of liquid in him, though the big rig decided to tweet that we are the amount Rushmore of Wrestle Rock. So <laughs> get ready for um, yeah, that's all. <laughs> some more graphics with that coming out soon. I think. Yeah, I was like, why did he tweet that? And then I looked at the time, three thirty-eight a.m. I'm like, yeah, fair enough. That's about the time I was leaving um, the Corner Hotel on on yeah, Friday, so uh, Saturday I was morning. Lucky I got out just before then, so um, that must have been when all hell broke loose. Bloody Twitter in there, no edit button. Oh, uh, you wouldn't have yeah. had that gem. It would have been cleared up before yeah, everyone seen it in the exactly. morning. I know uh, uh, the next um, day, but yeah, haters, um, haters, awesome. And I'm wrapped that he's getting the spot, and it's a big opportunity for him to come over from South Australia and um take it to Lockie Hendricks and remind Lockie, who seems to have this weird new lease on life that's 
he's done it backwards. It's actually wrestling's an ego driven business, and Matt Hayter knows that. That's why he's part of the Mount Rushmore of Wrestle Rock. And um, <laughs> I think Lockie Hendricks needs to be reminded of that and go, go back to his old self. I agree. I love the old Lockie. The new Lockie won't talk to me. He won't return my messages. He like talks to me. Yeah, he talks to me. Which is proof that he's a shit bloke. No, no. I think no, he's no, dropped I've, the shit. Yeah. He's, you know, you want to surround yourself with positive people. I'd rather hang out with JXT personally. Well, yeah, I'm with you, Walchie. But then again, he did be, um, he buried the heat with Shebek stuff. So, yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why can't we all be friends? Yeah. Well, I'm not it. friends with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's purely a business relationship. Work yeah, colleagues. wrestling business, not friends. Work you colleagues. Remind everyone yeah. of that every now and then. Can, can you talk us through, uh, you know, Hurting the knee, I'm assuming, you know, being a wrestler, it was a big moonsault <laughs> or a uh, yep. sunset flip. Uh, yeah, something along those lines. You know, I think what happened was yeah. um, I'd done a nice J lead about 30 metres out, going to take a big hit up mark. And um, the other the opponent, as I was playing footy, the opponents clipped my legs in it like under me. So my leg hit the other leg and I've gone to stop myself, planted my foot on the ground, hyperextended my knee inwards. You know, my first touch of the game, and I was down on, and I was out. First touch oh. of the game, so halfway through the third quarter. No, no, no first quarter. <laughs> well, no. See, Ricky Gilmore come to watch me play in my first game in three years, and I was a bit rusty. The week later, I kicked a nice big bang goal forty meters out on the run. He doesn't talk about that. Yeah, no, I'm just. Uh, uh, oh, you can drop the kayfabe down and tell us how it really happened. <laughs> no, no, I wish that's yeah, it's three a.m. Corner hotel. <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was frustrating because like. We come out of lockdown and all this stuff happens and all this, like, I, it's frustrating. I tore my hamstring at a show in, I think it was February, I tore my hamstring. And it was a great... You worked through that. Yeah, I worked through the hamstring as best I could and then I did have a few shows off. But then I was reluctant to, like, even mention that I was injured because when I mentioned that I had torn my hamstring, I just stopped getting booked. And I get it. Like, promotions just don't even ask the question. They just assumed, oh, he's injured. But I was fine. Like, I worked through it the whole time. And then I tore my hamstring, had no bookings. And I was like, well, I'm not, uh, and I hate not doing anything. And I was like, nothing's happening for me in wrestling at the moment. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm running the school. I'm running our own mayhem shows. But I've got, I think I had a whole month. Uh, the whole month of May was pretty much free. And even a bit before that, and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go play footy. <laughs> so I went and played footy and was having good fun. And I'll, I'll still go back and train. I don't know if I'll play still. But um, yeah, it was just, I think a sign that you're 28 now, you need to slow down a bit and take care of your body and not push as hard. And if there's not much happening, that's okay. <laughs> Just um, get your name put on the team sheet a few times in case they make finals. Oh, and exactly. Well, no, I've already qualified. I've played me three games, technically. There's only three? Used to yeah, be you only six. got to play three. So I told the ones coach that um, September, bring me in. <laughs> <laughs> and um, But yeah, that qualifies you for footy trip, qualifies you for finals. All the important so, stuff. Um, yeah, exactly. But um, no, nah, I think got to put my head down and refocus on what's important because um, yeah, it's just frustrating. You're like, I'm doing all, I've done all this for wrestling, and then it's like, there's just nothing happening, and it's like, oh, and you have to, you have to have like um distractions outside of wrestling. Yeah. I would say, yeah, because if I'm not doing something else that takes my mind away from wrestling, I overdo it. Like I do too much, and I'm I almost go insane. So maybe you should get into have- musical theater. There's less injuries. Yeah, that's a good point. There is like just, I've heard you're the songbird of our generation. So you, the songbird. <laughs> you just go down to the footy club on a Thursday night. You you put in 45 minutes of training. You get there late. 
and then yep. you have the Palmer and chips on. So you still get oh, the outlet yeah, of being around a footy club yeah. and then protect yourself that way. Yeah, I, I think I'm still going to train because training was the best thing, like just cardio was like wrestling training. I do it. I train three nights a week. Like I'm in the ring at, at our school, you know, like if you come to the relentless school of pro wrestling, I'll be in there with you doing every move. Like I hated having trainers that wouldn't physically get in there with me. I always hated that, but um, we don't run, you know, like you run the ropes and you do your drills and you can do the bag drill, but the fitness of that compared to going for two laps around the oval, completely different. So I think just to mix it up, I'll keep the training aspect. But yeah, I think I just need to ease up a bit sometimes and do more taking care of the body than pushing the body. Mate, we spoke about it a couple of years ago when we had you on and the fact that there, there seemed to be a, a situation with other promotions in regards to not wanting to book you at the time and the like, but that seems to have been changing in the last few months. And I'm really happy about that because the more promotions we see you on, the better wrestling is is in Victoria. There's no doubt about that. Um, yeah, thanks, Shebexa. I'm glad that um, that that's being noticed. It's not like one or two things that necessarily happen. It's a collective of just, I guess, it was a real mindset shift. And as silly as it sounds, when we started, when we opened the Relentless School of Pro Wrestling, I really had, was forced to mature in regards to around wrestling. And, um, and that was about, well, I think, two years ago, two and a half years ago now. So probably about that time. Yeah. And I was... You know, I think it's been a big changing of the perception of me because although when you're just wrestling, you can go out and party and have fun and people just think you're an idiot. And then you can piss a few people off with things you say. But then I think having the school and having students, you know, say, oh, he's Responsibility, done I think it's cool, mate. Yeah, and I think it's, it's, it's shown a lot. And plus, too, I sort of tried to make amends where I could and own up to anything that I'd sort of, hey, I shouldn't have said this or I shouldn't have done that. You know, um, there's been, yeah, and I think just kept pushing, you know. I didn't go, oh, I'm not getting booked, fuck this, fuck everyone, you know. I was like, well, I'm going to make my own school, make my own promotion and keep working hard and doing the right things and slowly but surely, you know, keep proving time and time again that I am a half-decent wrestler. I can put on a good show. I am, I do have value and um, just keep pushing. And I think it's, yeah, it's been great to finally, I guess, feel immersed in the wrestling scene again. <laughs> Yeah, great. It's a case of seeing you fully embraced as well, um, because yeah. it's been a long time between drinks at Wrestle Rock, and mm-hmm. to see you back there working with Mikey and Chris Fresh and working with them again at Renegades, um, it almost feels like you've come full circle and you're whole again. Yeah, and um, and it's not like oh they started up new things. Oh, they called JX here straight up because that's not how things happened at all. You know, I know with Fresh we didn't speak for two maybe even three years we didn't speak i think it was two years we didn't speak and not because there was necessarily animosity but we just said hey we're going to go our separate ways here on this almost like and we that's what we discussed it was more of a professional disagreement it wasn't anything personal like i hate you and you're a piece of shit it was hey i think this about business hey i think this well we're not agreeing let's go our separate ways um and with mikey there was you know a lot of that and we both we all we thought i had these conversations with each of them individually and it was a bit of a lot of it was me being young and wanting too much. And I think that's it. There's no, I have no patience. And when you are working hard and you're going to gym every day and training every day and putting time into your merch and your gear and trying to get better as a wrestler and it's a talent and you feel like you're not being, I guess, not even rewarded, but you know, you're not getting the return on that and you're young and stupid and full of piss and vinegar. It's like, well, what the fuck? And 
you know, I think a lot of it was I had to slow down and ease up. But, you know, they were like, hey, well, we should have maybe listened to you a little more. But also, you know, we all get a second chance. So, mm. you, yeah, I think a lot of it's patience. And to be fair, I think these injuries I've been getting lately have been a reminder to, hey, slow down and be patient. It doesn't have to be now, now, now. Because, yeah, I think I just pushed too hard, too fast. And when you push that hard, something's always going to push back. And it wasn't just Mike in fresh. Yeah. I think it was a lot of people. Well, I know Mikey and Fresh. I've spoken to both of them about you. Um, they both speak highly of you as a person. There's never been anything personal. Yeah, and I think that was the biggest thing. It's It was always a professional disagreements, and we are, all of us, the reason we do this is none of it's for money. Trust me, we're all passionate about it. And when you're so passionate about something that you care about and put so much time, effort, and money into, mm. yeah, you are going to clash with people and not because of anything personal it's like literally i think this about wrestling it's like well i think this and you know um and yeah i think that's one thing i'm probably proudest of most that even when i was i guess not even stupid but when i was at my least caring about what everyone else thought or i guess less compassionate time of wrestling i was i still never attacked people personally i was very well this is business and although i got a lot of heat for originally this is a wrestling business not friendness and although if you do play if you be a good person you'll end up with lots of friends like this like my best friends in my life have come from wrestling but you got to put the business first which is yeah i think where there's always that respect there if you do that so let's go back then two and a half years if we may just on that and if i could touch on it further so you're you're a kid a young guy with a bit of an ego at the time there's no doubt about that and belief that what your thoughts in wrestling were probably better than others at the time possibly how does you how do you then make the transition from being that sort of bloke that ego driven wrestler to being a teacher and making a success of that because you've definitely done that there's no doubt about it the last what what you've pro- produced from relentless wrestling from the gym in the last couple of years has been amazing and I know it's not just you but you've got a fair bit of it yeah um I'd definitely say I'm still that same ego-driven, you know, bloke. Um, you have to have that stupid ego in this yeah. business to get anywhere. But I think it's where you focus your energy and how you – professionalism is a big thing. Like, how you be professional and what you – like, picking and choosing your battles is a, such a thing. I remember Mr. Juicy Gino Gambino telling me, he's like, dude, why are you fighting this battle? Like, just let it happen. Who cares? Like, focus on shit that matters. And I couldn't see that at the time. I was like, no, that's wrong. Wrestling should be like this and it should be like that. And I did this, so that means that that should happen like that. But yeah, I don't know. It's just you just with experience, you learn that why, like I always teach our students, you don't get opportunities because you deserve them or you're the right person for the job. Half the time you get them because the promoter likes you. And if it's their money, they can book whoever the fuck they want. So although I might think that I'm better than 10 of the wrestlers on that show, the fact that I'm not on it, you can't get angry about it because that's not a gauge of how good you are or what you've done or what your value is. And um, I think... When, like you said, I think 2018 was when I had my big blow up with Fresh and Mikey. And I was, I felt like I'd been glass ceiling a little. And I was like, well, fuck you. If you don't think I'm good enough, I'll do, I'll go away and be better. And I said stupid things that I mm. probably shouldn't have, but I just had to go away. And going over to the States for such a long time on and off was humbling because if any Australian wrestler out there thinks that just living in Australia, you've made a huge name for yourself. Just go overseas and they'll straight away ask who you are and ask if you've ever wrestled because it's very humbling. So, <laughs> go on. Don't they have cagematch.com today? You? you just looked that up. <laughs> no, I was, I was going to say, and if there is any young wrestlers 
looking to venture over the US, uh, JXT will book the accommodation for you in the safest part of town. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in, um, yeah, in the, is it 85%? Uh, chance of getting shot or stabbed shot. every day <laughs> and also he'll organize all the visas for you as well yeah i can yeah i can teach you i can teach you how to yeah, get in trouble and i can teach you how to um, be in danger pretty much yeah. well i think i think the beauty you know like um you can take the positive out of making mistakes when you're younger and yeah. the experiences that you've been through that you can guide your students away from those um issues as well those pitfalls pitfalls yeah. um yeah correct so you know it's only going to help you as a trainer. And obviously Tony touched on it. The, uh, the talent that is coming out of the school has been really good. Yeah. I think we got lucky. We got some students that were almost, they learned really quickly, um, which, yeah, they make us look great. You know, I know like James Bolton being on young rock as Jeff Jarrett, I had to be like, Oh, you should be, you, sh- you should be so proud of what you've done. You know, with James, I'm like, Hey, James is a great actor first and foremost. We thought him <laughs> yeah. to wrestle, but like, he was going to make that happen regardless of who we were. Like, he didn't, like, that's James, you know. I'm not, you know, that's not my work. Like, we helped in bits we could, but a lot of it was James's acting and the other stuff. So, we got like, we get lucky with a lot of our students being great learners and I guess just great at what they're doing. But when we started the school, I, I remember having that moment of, I don't think I'm good enough to be a trainer. Like, what the fuck do I know? Like, who am I to be teaching people? Imposter is syndrome, it- it's called. I get it every time I is start it? a new job. Well, there you go. I didn't even know that was, that was the thing because I remember I've had trainers and I, who I didn't rate. And I'm like, I think they're shit. They're not someone I don't want, I want advice from. And I'm like, well, do I think I'm worth that? I didn't. And then I was like, and Jake Navarro sort of being like, well, you've done this, you've done this, you've done this. You've got these experiences and this is the quality where you're at. You could at least teach people that. And at first I was like, I'll just teach beginners because I don't think, think I'm worthy enough to teach anyone else. But the first, the way I wrapped my head around it was, well, I've made a ton of mistakes. So learn from my mistakes so you don't have to make them yourself. Mm. And that was the thing I thought first with the school is if anyone, if I can teach people what not to do at least, then they're already going to be ahead of where I was at their age. You know what I mean? The other thing also is though, that you've got to allow people to make mistakes as well though. Oh, definitely. Because you, you learn from that person. There's some so you, you don't you need to make. Of, yeah. <laughs> You're exactly right. You're exactly right. It's it's hard yeah. to guide them totally fully. Uh, gee whiz, big dude, Edgy. What a breath of fresh air those boys have been to tag team wrestling in the last 12 months. Yeah, it's a combination of like, you don't normally meet people that come to wrestling school saying, hey, I want to be a tag team. Um, we probably need is, more of it in Victoria. Yeah, which is, you know, <laughs> credit to them. And also too, again, guys, that are, you know, they're not 18, 19, they're a bit more mature, so they've got wiser heads, but they're not old, too old to where their bodies aren't going to hold up or their muscle memory is already too set in. So almost the perfect age, they sort of come in fit, confident, or overly confident, especially Dave. They invest um, in themselves as well. Yeah, I think they already, like, this is the thing, it's like, oh, you've done so well with them. They already had so many of the boxes ticked. We had to just teach them how to wrestle. You know what I mean? Um, everything. And like we stress to our students, like, yeah, you can come to training four nights a week. Some of them do private sessions, do five or six days a week, but we can't teach you to get a look, to get fitter, to get good gear, to get a body. We can point you in the right direction on how to and where to, but the work you do outside the wrestling school is um, is like we stress it, but not everyone does it. And I think they've combination of they'd already had all that sort of parts of their makeup already ticked and then they come in and then it just clicks so well and yeah they're taking the bloody 
the country by storm. And I told him, I said, boys, ride the fucking wave while you can because <laughs> it will it will fizzle out a little at some point. It has to, like it's inevitable. So ride it as long and hard as you can, boys, and just make as, like, enjoy every moment of it as you can. What are you thinking as a trainer when you see the reactions that they're getting in buildings? The the indie indie version of a Road Warriors pop is probably going to start getting called a BDE pop in Melbourne soon. You almost, uh, like, you don't want to get too ahead of it, like ahead of yourself, I guess, because you're like, wow, that's good. And you almost tell yourself, oh, but I'm sure a lot of their friends are at the show. Oh, oh, I'm sure they brought a lot of friends, but they can't just take a lot of their friends to every single show they do. They go into state and stuff too. And it's like, well, okay, it's not that. But um, no, I think you, that's just, that. they're the moments where you're like, yeah, I'm like, you're just proud. You're like, fucking good job, boys, you know? But I'm sure they'll tell you like, hey, can we watch this match? Or even they won't even have to. We'll be at a show and I'll just watch, I'll look, poke my head out the curtain, come back and everyone's high-fiving them. You guys are so good and so over. And then they go, all right, how was it really? I'm like, yeah, you did this and you did that and you did this. I said, it was good. And here's the thing, you got to tell like, it is good, but there's always room for improvement. And that's the scary thing with them. They're already, like you said, the equivalent of a road warrior pop and there's so much room to improve. And yeah, it's scary. Well, I mean, I spoke to them after their match at MCW recently um, and like congratulated them because of how well they connected with a new crowd and and um, part, part of the show with a little kid in the crowd where they brought him into the ring was a real highlight. And they were mature enough to identify that moment and do it um, and not realize like mm. most rookies would just be straight, I've got to get out of the ring. But they did that and it was a really special moment. Correct me if I'm wrong though. What I also love about what they do there is they always ask you, what did you think of the match? Well, I mean, so they, do the same with you? they do do yeah. that. But what I'm saying is, when I gave them that credit, they're like, yeah, there's things we weren't happy about. So they themselves yeah. are ide- self-identifying some of those things while they wrestle, which is a something Royce Chambers yeah. used to do. Yeah, it's it's maturity. And I think it's, they're people that have been coached. They've had, they've got careers in their real lives where they've had to learn and self-evaluate and self-assess. So they've already got a lot of all that. Like, and like, we've never taught them, hey, if you see a kid in the crowd, go and grab the kid. It's going to be awesome. Like that's natural and you can't teach that. Like they just, so much of it is natural to them. And, um, and I think the best thing is, you know, with wrestling, you get opportunities for, for whatever reason. That's every reason except the fact that you're normally great. And um, I always tell everyone that comes through the school, when you walk into a room, you want people to go, fuck yeah, that person's here. And I never met anyone that's like fuck i hate them other than the fact of um people being jealous of fuck he's so over he's so good so quick which is natural and if you're not getting that you're not doing your job well so yeah ridiculously proud of those boys when when, when did uh, the three of you guys know uh fox jake and yourself know when those guys came to training that they whatever it is they have it because Tony and I spoke to them two minutes of speaking two minutes before we hit record. Yeah. And we instantly knew whatever it is, they They definitely have it without a doubt. And they hadn't had a match. Yeah. Yeah. They hadn't had a match. match, If they can back it up, you know, even 50% of what their, their mouths can do in the ring, uh, they're going to go a long way. And I think that sums it up. Like on the first day, it was, wow, these guys have everything already on. Well, not everything, but like they're confident. They can talk, they're charismatic, like they suck, like especially they walk in and you just like exude like confidence and they it's suck a presence. You in. They have a presence. Yeah, they have all of that. They had looks, they were fit, they had everything. It's like sweet. Now let's just see. Like it's the old you ever listen to Bruce Pritchard's podcast, he'll always say, This Tom McGee had everything, and then the bell rang. Hmm. 
you know. So we just got to see like if we could teach if we can teach these guys to wrestle. Once the bell once the bell rings, they're fucking set, and they're great listeners. They're great learners. They listen. They're coachable, and um, they've been like you said. If they can only do fifty percent of as good in the ring as they can with their mouths, they'll be set, and they can do more than that. So they're yeah, killing it. But enough talk about other people. Let's talk about you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You um, go driven business, right, boys? The, <laughs> but the reinvention of JXT in the last two years, where you've put a more harder edge to your character. Um, mm-hmm. What was the motivation behind changing what you were doing? Um, so I remember if we go back to that, like 2018, I remember Mikey J telling me, you know, you're not, we need to see aggression from you. And I was, that was, again, I was like, well, fuck what I'm doing is working. Like, how dare you tell me what I need? And then I left, I went overseas and what I found was in the States you know, as much as I loved wrestling in tassels and I guess being a little corny, um, when you wrestle in Philadelphia in the ECW arena or, you know, game changer wrestling, you do that shit there, they'll just do. Because they've seen it a million times. Like, they want something cool and edgy and that's they can believe. So I sort of picked a lot of that up there with those super indie, that Northeast crowd's very like that. And then when I came back, I was like, okay. At the time, I was 26. And I'm like, my character was like, almost like young party animal. And I'm like, well, I'm almost, I'm not young anymore. The character needs to evolve. I've been a baby face for pretty much the entire time. And I was like, it needs to change. So I stripped all the color. I was like, I'm going heel. And I, like you said, I wasn't getting booked anyway. So I was like, I have a reason. The character has reason to be pissed off. And I thought, what do people think about JXT when they don't like him? It's like, oh, they think that JXT believes his own hype. They think Josh, the person, thinks that he's actually this the best wrestler in Australia. So I was like, sweet, JXT is the biggest name in Australian wrestling. You'd be and surprised how many people within the business don't know the difference between the character and the person. It's hilarious. It, and that was my point. I was like, well, if people already think this and it already gets me heat backstage, imagine what it can do on a show. And if there's realism to it, like it's just like pouring like petrol on the fire. So I was like, let's go with it. And it was a challenge to myself too. I hadn't fully worked heel I'd always had that same sort of character. And um, yeah, it was really at, heart, at first, it was really hard to transition to find myself, like to find myself as that character. But um, yeah, and then you come full circle. And Mikey's like, two years later, he's like, this is that edge that I told you we needed like two and a half years ago. Like, I'm, it, I'm, you had to go a roundabout way to find it and go to the other side of the world and do all this other stuff and have other people tell it to you and figure it out yourself. But again, sometimes you got to learn your own lessons. But um, yeah, you know, it was a lot of just learning from like when I was overseas. It just I didn't want to like corny babyface JXC. They'd seen that a million times from other people, so I was like, all right, it's time to get edgy and yeah, pick from that. Nice. Hey, uh, can I throw one at you? And it's something that was on our list for later on, but I wouldn't mind throwing it to you as a promoter and also as a wrestler. Booker mm-hmm. T came out this week talking about intergender wrestling, and mm-hmm. he doesn't like it based on the fact that he believes that in society nowadays we shouldn't have men hitting women in the face, whether it be in the ring or whatever, and it promotes a sort of a domestic violence type that people don't want to see. What are your thoughts on that? I know you've been involved in plenty of intergender matches before. I'd love to know your thoughts on that and how far can you go before you actually think, well, hang on a minute, this is just actually, this is weird. Um, I understand both sides of the argument. I understand we don't want to show domestic violence 
and we shouldn't be showing men hitting women in that in one aspect but this isn't just about men and women like any gender it shouldn't matter when it comes to wrestling like we're characters and that's the way i sort of looked at it because yeah there was a time where like when i started it was always men versus men women versus women you know but as you know there's so much like it's not just men and women wrestling there's so much more out there now and it's like well what's the in some it depends on the way you want to build your promotion but i guess in the mainstream i understand wwe and AEW and any mainstream promotion doesn't do intergender wrestling no no advertising product is going to want to put their name to that and i've even had promote i've had instances where it's like hey i'm not using your entrance video because you're beating up women in half the videos and i'm like okay i didn't even think of it like that because to me i'm just i'm a genderless wrestler like my gender is irrelevant really I'm JXT. I'm a, this is the character. He thinks he's the biggest name in wrestling. Whether whether it's he, she, or they, it doesn't matter. Um, but again, it just depends on the business model. Like, what's your target audience? What are you aiming at? Um, a lot of the independent shows and even like Impact, it's like they'll do intergender wrestling and have no problem with it. But I understand why in the mainstream, if you are going for that, why you wouldn't? Because yeah, you are going to have advertisers, and not just that. Like corporations aren't going to want to deal with it. So. Yeah, I understand both arguments. I have no problem with intergender wrestling personally, but I also understand if certain companies don't want to do it. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I prefer um, intergender wrestling than Booker T's weekly bad takes. (laughs) (laughs) I'd prefer, I don't care what gender you are, if you're a shit wrestler, I'd rather intergender every day. (laughs) Mayhem Wrestling, mate, when are we uh, seeing our next show? Oh, you put uh, June 23rd. Is Hal in the Colac RSL steel cage match? JXC, the King of Colac champion, King JXC against uh, the high flying Sketch. If Sketch loses, he has to retire, and I think Sketch is pretty much done. So we can say goodbye to him, and I can finally run Colac. Good. And then we'll have June twenty fifth for Mayhem in the Marsh, married at first fight, Maths own star Tommy Hellfire, aka Anthony from Maths. Um, after he came out and cost JXT the Mayhem Pro Internet Championship and put me through a table in front of my own friends and family. Um, I'll be taking him on and back of Smash July 25th and um, we'll have a bunch of other matches there. A lot of the Mayhem Pro roster will be on that and those Mayhem in the Marsh shows have turned out to be pretty special. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to both of them. Fantastic. Are you turning yourself into a little bit of uh, Vince McMahon in the early 80s just going into someone else's territory and stealing his business from him. Oh, I like it. Nah, yeah, well, if, if, if I you can end up with Colac as well. No worries. I know with, um, I'm very easy to just do our little own thing on the side and not like, I see some of the promotions and how much, how often they're running and how big scale they are. Promoting's fucking hard and I'm like, screw that. Like, <laughs> I, I'd prefer to just be a talent, but I also understand that sometimes it's like, well, fuck it. If no one else is doing it, we'll do it ourselves. And also with the wrestling school, we need a place for our students to wrestle. But it's worked out really well. We run just enough to where it doesn't kill me with how much work we have to do. And luckily so far, the shows have all been very successful, so we can continue to run them. Um, I have a theory. I think all wrestlers, once they're five years in, should have to run their own show with their own money. (laughs) (laughs) It won't be many talent left after that. No, exactly, because... I know it was the same when I was younger. I was like, this promoter's a dickhead. Why did he do that? Why hasn't he got this? And I, I remember losing it. Look, this promotion doesn't have social media. They don't have a photographer. Why are we even wrestling? So now that I'm the promoter, I make sure we've got to have a photographer. We have to do that. And it's, it is hard, but 
there's a standard that I remember I complained about as a talent that I still have to adhere to. But um, it does give you a good understanding of what it takes because, yeah, running a show is not fun. And not many promotions have Big Gers on the barbecue as well. Oh, I know Big Gers. He's the biggest draw in uh, wrestling. Still, um, yeah. big so fan cute. of his graphic every time when it comes up that he's yeah. got the barbecue. Pops me every single time. <laughs> it's funny because it's like, oh, I'll put a picture of me dad up for the barbecue just so people know. He gets more social media traction than any of our graphics. <laughs> Maybe he's just over in Melton Backus Marsh. I don't know. But yeah, I think, but that's another thing too. It's like, if I'm going to run a show, let's make it fun. Yeah, I'll get me down on the barbecue and I'll make a stupid thing of it, you know? Um, the more we can be relaxed and have fun with it, the better, because there's nothing worse than going to a show that's all rigid and, you know, they can't have fun. Like that's wrestling's meant to be fun, you know? Yeah. No, here in your mind. Hey, yeah, and it is fun, as we said, when you're uh, out there and doing a whole lot of different promotions and great to see that's happening. Good luck with the knee, mate. Hopefully that cures itself over the next uh, few weeks. And we can see and you I back wrestling say, um, definitely before mayhem. We need to see you wrestling. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, so that I am, um, uh, unlike with Miami, everywhere just stops booking me. I'm going to be good to go in two weeks' time. So I was pretty, I was touch and go for this Saturday. Mm. I just wasn't confident enough in the quality yeah. of what I was going to be able to do. So if anyone is still looking to book me, I'm okay to wrestle in two weeks' time. Well, so, you told me Friday you were, you were pretty much almost ready to go. For yeah, this Saturday. so as far as Monday morning, I was, but then I had a little setback Monday night, and I was like, oh, I'd rather if I just wait, play I'm it safe. Yeah, I'm gonna be good. So, to everyone out there, please still book me. I want to wrestle, I'm ready to go. <laughs> um, but yeah, the knee will be good any any week now, so yeah, good on you, mate. Congratulations to what you guys, what Jake, Phil, and yourself are doing at uh, Relentless Wrestling, and congratulations to you, mate, on the rebirth of your career. Make it bigger and better over the years. Awesome. Thanks, boys. Love the show and I appreciate you having me here on the Turnbuckle. What a fantastic way to wrap up the interview. Jax T, you did it for me. Thank you so much, mate. Really do appreciate it. And as we said at the start of the program, time now to ask a question of you guys out there listening to win a double pass to the Renegades of Wrestling at the Collingwood Town Hall this Saturday night, the 4th of June. The question is, what sport was Jax T playing when he injured his knee. You heard it in the interview. He told us all about it. What sport was JXT playing when he injured his knee? Send us the answer on all our socials, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram, and we will draw out a winner 5 o'clock Friday afternoon and let you know who that is to win a double pass to the Renegades of Wrestling this Saturday night, 4th of June. It's going to be a ripper show. We'll take a break. Back with the second half in just a tick. Straight into the rundown because a lot now I've realized why you've made us re record the second half of the show. It's because you were thrown under the bus for not being prepared for the 
with the run sheet. You, you, and now you've uh, pretended there was a yeah. technical problem H- so that re- you can look prepared this time. Hitting record before having the run sheet up. That's very, very <laughs> well played. I did enjoy when you back announced the uh, part two. You could have said part two of part two. Um, Is there a chance what you just said for the last minute doesn't go to air? <laughs> well, you do the edit, so... <laughs> Let's get into the run down, boys. M- MJF and his situation with AEW. It's interesting. It's um, I think it's though these kind of stories wrestling fans really buy into. And, um, you know whether it's the chaos or contract talks and what's real, what's shoot, uh, kayfabe. Oh, it gets fans talking regardless. Um, obviously, no showing the fan fest. Um, people would have been upset. Lucky is a heel that it's it'll work in his favour in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those people got re- refunds and stuff. You shouldn't be doing fan. I wouldn't be putting AMJF at fan fest. People pay money for him to insult them, so they're leaving mm. money on the table. Um, not everyone is Lockie Hendricks and willing uh, to be the starving artist. But surely he has to solve his issues before he does anything with them. I think so. I think it was a you know obviously he did the favours you know, in the match on the pay-per-view, which we'll talk about later. But um, I felt sorry for Wardlow like, when it was up in the air, whether you'd show up or not. It's two-and-a-half-year build to this, uh, you know. Well, I think he did the show for Wardlow. Oh, I think if he wasn't wrestling Wardlow, I don't think he would have turned up. Yeah, so obviously, you know, um, you know they're friends. Um, he did everything right. He, he, you know, he played the... Shit's we good. didn't do everything right because yeah. he rocked up like just before the match and left straight after. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm talking in ring for the, for the match. He did everything for Wardlow, made yeah. him look like a million bucks. Yeah, he, during his entrance, he did a little airplane nod to the you know, was that extra plane ticket actually booked? Um, you know, before uh, the pay per view started and everything like that. Um, you know, he showed his ass. Yeah, you know, like a good, you know, comedy heel yep. can do pre. You know, taking the 10 power bombs. Um, you know, the last few power bombs look bit rough. <laughs> uh, he was hesitant yeah. taking the, the full back bump, but put Wardlow over like a million bucks. So he did the business. I think everything from now going forward, it will be storyline. Um, hopefully they work out the contract. And it's. I don't think it's going to go away. He's going to have that bidding war regardless. Um, He'd be stupid to sign a new contract now. No. Like he, the ball is in his court. He holds all all, all the cards now. Has, has he had talks with WWE? Well, he's not allowed to. He's he's, not like he, would have, he would have talks maybe with Cody. His manager uh, would have had talks. Someone... People would talk. It's the, yeah, someone, yeah, it's someone talks. Exactly. Everyone knows. You don't... You know, you can't, your contract doesn't end on the thirtieth day, and then you show no, up correct. on the. Uh, th- yeah, you know, no, but public. there is, there it's, are, there are issues. You can't get caught doing it because, um, you know. But I think both sides would be doing something yeah. to some extent. Whether plausible de- deniability would come up, but and WWE would be silly not to do their due, due diligence on, see exactly where he sits. Well, yeah, like if he didn't show up to the pay per view, and then they, you know. Tony freezes him out, and then WWE take him. They take him a guy that's not going to show up to a pay per view. They're also going to get his way. Like if AW don't want to keep him because of a falling out with Tony, then WWE don't have to pay as much for him as well. So there is an issue with him having a bad relationship with Tony. He needs to fix that, regardless. Yeah. Um, Even though he needs both companies bidding 
hmm. for yeah. him in 2024. So even if he wants out, he needs to be a pro for the next yeah. two years. Yeah, This year is Vegas, half. baby. This is the pay-per-view of the year for AEW, I reckon, double or nothing. I don't think it's... No, I'd say all out is, but, um, you know, they're WrestleMania. But it was good. It was long. Um, five hours? Five hours, including the pre-show. Good, lucky that we're in Australia. It's um, a long time. Yeah, you know, nine o'clock was the the what, buy-in. Does time go faster in Australia or something? No, because it's at a reasonable time. Oh, like if you're in the UK point. and yeah. you started watching it, you know, twelve thirty one a.m. Yeah, and no, you've got work the next day, and you know the show's still going at five a.m. Welcome, brutal. Yeah, welcome yeah. to my life as a Formula One fan. You know, people. You know, in Australia, being a soccer fan. Yeah, yeah, soccer yeah. fan. Yeah, you know, EPL and stuff like that. Um, you know, committed to the to being a fan, I guess. Um, I thought the matches that I was heavily invested in were amazing. You know, there's a couple of matches that I wasn't invested in that were really good. There's probably two or three matches that felt like filler to me, um, and that probably would have cut it down. I think Tony spoke in the media scrum about he was worried about the Game 7 in the NBA. That's why he went the extra hour. So the the main event went on guaranteed after the NBA game finished regardless. Um, Cracking game, that one too. People, aren't gonna, people are paying for a pay-per-view. If you pay, you're not watching the NBA game seven. Well, you know, they, 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 were, they were still doing numbers. People on their digital were buying it during the show. Yeah, so you're not going to buy it. Well, after. He's making money regardless. Um, I don't think they're going away. He did say in the media scrum he's willing to listen to all the negative Feedback about being it long. Oh, me personally, just for my taste, I'd rather four hours real tight of quality and not felt like there was two or three filler. Um, you know, a couple of matches felt four rushed. hours is long for me. Yeah, not. I mean, I'm a four, near near forty year old guy. Um, it's tiring, but regardless, the last four matches of the show, the crowd in the building were there for it. Mm. So that's obviously with great storytelling and you know build. Um, can I ask you a question? Of course. Um, with Hangman, like the story of him winning the title and the journey there was like really well told. Yeah. The story of him as champion, nowhere near as well told. Well, that's agree coming. or disagree? Oh, I highly disagree. Highly disagree. I don't think he came along at the wrong, not the wrong time. That, that CM Punk and uh, Brian Danielson overshadowing is in the star power. But every match that he was in, you know, defending the title, over delivered. In yeah, in ring, in ring, yeah. But uh, but but he's not. Yeah, obviously he wasn't the main guy on the show because you know how how hard there's only so many Brian Danielsons and CM Punks of the world. Um, I don't think you could be bigger than those guys like a Chris Jericho's not bigger than those guys but Chris Jericho's um, 50 odd years old no but he when he had the title if those guys came along um I thought he was a great champion he the story they told with him is different than we've seen before mm. the vulnerability um not on a strength wise or anything like the you know not being sure of yourself and not having that confidence of being the guy I think him going for the title again in 12 months time I think telling this story with CM Punk coming in and doing the Batista thing or however CM Punk would have phrased it if it was in WWE and the same thing happened I think there's more story there for Hangman um, and then there's more time for him to become that yeah, number he, like, number one guy 
because you've still got Danielson's going to need to go up for that title. Oh, of course, at some stage. that's what I'm saying. It's, it's Omega's got to come back at some stage. Yeah, definitely, like I think he goes way back in the line. Yeah, and I that that's the story where it, it could go either way. Does he get lost in the shuffle, or you know, where does he go? Yeah. You know, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. You know, at the end of the match, he had the chance to, you know, turn heel and use a chair against CM Punk, but chose not to. Chose the right always way. Always use the chair. And always use the chair. Use the, use the chair. You, win if you can, lose if you must, but always cheat. Yeah. I think the one thing that we can all definitely say now, and we, and we don't need to because I think it's proven itself, is that AEW is here to stay. Oh, AEW is a 100% yeah. guaranteed contender. For the title of best promotion in the states, yeah, well, and, and that's all relative to how, well, what no, you what you yeah, best is the best, the best is a word that I wouldn't use because I think best is what you're looking for yeah, in promotion. Sure. Yeah, but, you know, but if you know if you if you're an investor or money or anything like that, obviously WWE's not going to be touched. That they're brand, being legitimized though. Yeah, they're um, but AEW. Yeah, they're they're not going anywhere. No. You know, they're going to get a bigger TV deal. Um, their ratings are going up. Every pay per view. Their namesake from the year before has beaten. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've, so every pay per view has beaten their previous namesake. Yeah. Um, so they're doing something right. The only problem is the double or nothing still going. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I watched it on Monday, um, you know, live, which was good because I'm actually on and annual leave. You finished leave. it right before this show started, recording on Wednesday. Well, technically, I did finish it before the show today because I did re watch it again today just to. You know, because I was tired on the on the Monday, and I felt a couple of the matches I wasn't super invested in didn't get my attention enough. So I re- re-watched it. If you're an Australian in Australia watching an AEW, don't take the day off and watch it at your own time, and you can yeah. fast forward, and Good it point. might not seem as as long. But I think, yeah, five hours a bit long for me. Can I tell you that there was something that actually went longer? On Monday, it was the NASCAR race in Charlotte with five hours fifteen. Who's booking that shit? Surely, <laughs> NASCAR's. On no, the, I know you, you love motor racing. No, no, but this was. But this I find NASCAR about as boring what, what, what as was it? Rain delays or yeah, rain delays. Drive around in also circles. They, stopped, they drove for like a hundred laps, one hundred and fifty laps, and then they stopped. Oh. so they could hold this. <laughs> they hold it. They held a Memorial Day ceremony. In between segment one and segment two, just okay. I'd, I'd rather watch five hours footy 15. team. I'd rather watch JXT at Melton do circle work. Yeah, <laughs> it, br- it was brutal, Tony, because they did. They had the the rain delay in the GP on Sunday night as well, Correct. which exactly. was delayed an hour. Exactly, you poor bastard. Let's move on uh, to some local stuff. MCW Ballroom Brawl has been sold out, folks. Super no vacancy. Super no vacancy. Super no vacancy. Uh, if you missed out, you missed out. <laughs> but they're running live on fight. So perfect timing if you did wait, um, you know, like a few people in our group chat, yep. waited a little too long, get uh, get it on fight. All of us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to be exact. Uh, we'll, we'll find our way. Um, we'll have to have a watch party on yeah, fight. Yeah, you can catch catch it on fight TV. This is really we smart. Should, we should see if we can get a cinema or something to do a watch party at. Well, on the Turnbuckle Presents. Yeah, yeah. I'm not paying for oh. that. Didn't you hear what JXT just said about doing yeah, promoting good, and yeah. stuff? I'm tired. But the ba- yeah. the best way to make a small fortune in wrestling is to start with a big one. <laughs> That's in any business. <laughs> no, so um, 
Yeah, congratulations, MCW. They've been really building nicely since we've um, come back out of lockdowns. Yep. Uh, I think every show has gotten better and better, and you know now the storyline. Problem is, are... I came out of their last show just saying everyone's got to buy a ticket to the next show. Everyone did, and now I can't go to the next <laughs> show. <Yeah. laughs> but you know, a Thornbury Theatre sold out. It's great. Um, I don't think there's much better. No. In Australian wrestling, looking yep. forward to the standing room coming back. Oh, but once that happens. Perfect. Perfect. Hey, uh, Robbie's been eliminated from Super Juniors. Yes. I can't believe it. He got bullshit. Uh, anyway, yeah, he finished you know, second. Second on points. You know, I don't know. It's bullshit. Listen to the bloody crowd. The crowd want him. Um, you know, disappointed when he lo- he lost uh, Tuesday night. So la- you know, last night when we, we should have hit everyone with chairs. You know, disappointing. The, the crowd wasn't happy. So uh, El Desperado goes on to win against Hiromu. Who's, who's your man there, Tony? Well, it's a rematch of their 2020 title yeah, match. Yeah, there's a lot uh, on the line here. I'll Desperado for me. Yeah? Yeah. You, you think so? Yes. He can relate to anyone called Desperado. Correct. <laughs> and wears a lucha mask. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I've said to him, why don't you come to your senses? Nah. We don't listen to 1940s <laughs> yeah. country and western, but, Tony. Eagles. It's the Eagles. No, I don't know who they are. Robbie Eagles. Actually, West Coast Actually, Eagles. This is a beautiful segue. West Coast Eagles. Robbie Eagles. Eagles. Desperado. Why don't you he come wouldn't know who the Eagles are. Oh. No, he listens to... I know Hotel, Hotel California. That's about... Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, song. this was in uh, Japan. The Super it Junior Tony. It wasn't in California. Uh, so, that finishes what next weekend? Friday night. Yeah, okay. Friday night is the the final. Uh, who, do you, who are you going for? Hiromu. All right. But I think... Desperado's going to win. <laughs> Romu's won enough. Yeah. He has the, you know, um, oh, it's going to be a banger regardless. Yeah. But the tournament's been really good. Um, Alex Zane has looked, hasn't looked out of place. The Japanese crowd absolutely He was never going to look out of place. Alex um, Zane's they, going, despite the fact he ghosted me. Uh, well, you know. Bastard. We did organise an uh, interview on the podcast and then... As soon as he stopped responding to our messages, we're like, "Oh, he signed." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he didn't have to tell us; he just he told us in a That's roundabout right. way. Exactly. Um, but you know, some of the, his lines, uh, people have taken photos of for the lining up to you know get an autograph or a lines. t-shirt. Um, yeah, not in Japan. That's um, oh. and crowds, a full full crowd allowed. I think for... it's the, still the rumor. Yeah, but everyone's got their fingers crossed for Friday night. The crap clap crowds will be back, gone away, gone. Well, yeah, gone. So and the, uh, the full crowds will be back. Yeah. Vocal and chanting. Um, so, yeah, Alex Zane still follows us on, on Twitter. He's a good guy, Alex. He's a good guy, Alex. He has spent the whole time having amazing wrestling matches and just eating. He loves Taco Bell. Yeah. He's so I can McDonald's, relate. you know, ramen. Oh, so he's he's not a vegan. eating the whole. Uh, well, I didn't zoom in on the photos. But no, no, he's he definitely is. not. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, so wrestling and eating. Shout out to Jules. WWE Julian Elimination James. Chamber. Tell us about it. I have no idea. Okay. Well, she. I no. didn't put it on the run sheet. No, it's it's on this weekend, yeah? I think, I think yeah. so. Well, you I, should have Googled the matches so you could run through it. Who's on it? Who's in it? Who's Tony? there? Well, Seth, Seth and uh, Cody are having a, having a rematch. I call it a rubber match, but Cody's won them all, so... Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, they're wrestling again. Um, I'm they, sure. they're, I, I did see. Their Is Roman combo. wrestling Riddle? I have no idea. Um, well, their tag partners are injured, aren't they? Like, well, you know, Randy is, and Randy's you know, Randy will come back and wrestle you know. Roman next. But Cody and Seth, I thought they had. Um, I seen the promo segment they did on Raw. Um, Seth bringing up the uh, you know smashing of the throne you know, while you were gone six 
for six years and you smashed the throne and now you want to come back and take the throne. It's a bit rich. I like that kind of stuff. You know, don't you, they're not going to say AEW on t on a, on a WWE TV, but. I don't oh, think it is so elim- elimination I think, chamber. I don't think it is elimination chamber, isn't it? No. Ray Mysterio defeated no, no. the Miz, yeah. so it's already been on. Roman oh, Reigns. What is it then? It's Hell in a Goldberg. Cell, isn't it? Oh, it's Hell in a you Cell. Dumbass. Uh, oh, well, it's still a cage. It was hell- on in Saudi Arabia back in February. <laughs> you fool! <laughs> Fucking hell, I'm still on the. I'm, I still get my WWE pay per views from Blockbuster. Oh, this definitely won't, this definitely won't get dumped. You'll get WrestleMania soon. Yeah. This definitely won't get cut out of the podcast. Oh, who, who did the run sheet this week? Oh, there's a pay-per-view yeah. this week. and Seth you just like roll a dice to see which number? Which I knew there was a cage in there. I did, yeah, the Hell in a Cell. Um, good luck. Yeah, uh, tell Walshie what happened at Wrestle Rock. Mate, it was that you missed... <laughs> I cannot believe it. I was there. Yeah, Do you, you remember, remember it? it? I remember bits and pieces. Yeah, what yeah. do you remember? We're trying to put the story together. I remember I was still there at 3 a.m., yeah. Where were you guys? Did we did well, we were I was there networking networking for this podcast. Lyle and I left together. Yeah, we did. I we also did. remember Lockie Hendricks versus Crackerjack being a very good match. Very good match. And, and the, cuddles at the end. The VCR coming out again. Yeah. Beautiful story. Beautiful story. VCR or DVD? I think it was a DVD, wasn't it? I think it was a beta. Beta no, Max. It was DVD. It wasn't big enough. I don't think a ring could hold no, a beta. Same Max. thing. You know? It was an old piece of machinery that no one uses anymore. Yeah, I, uh, I thought I thought the the ending of the match and the uh, the post match stuff was was done really well. Yeah. And if you're gonna hug in a fucking wrestling ring, that's how you hug. You know, what I'm a big a fan of ring. in Wrestle Rock. It's my new favorite Wrestle Rock trope. It's um Anth Cover challenging people to challenges of a random variety, and then. Getting his come up and set the end. It's happens happened in a fashion contest, yeah. a pose down. It's happened in an arm wrestling contest. More of Anth Cover in that position, please, because it was very entertaining. He's also a nice bloke. I met him um, after the show. Yeah, and nice. Did he have pants on? Did he? He very rarely he has pants. on. I was on. too scared to look down because okay, he's usually got no pants on. Yeah, you know our mate Roger. Yep. yep. He uh, he taught Anth Cover. What did he teach him how to do? No, he's a teacher at school. Is he? Yeah. Pulling my kids that. out of that school. Oh, How old's Roger? Maybe uh, uh, twenty-two 30s? at tops. Yeah, he doesn't look old enough. Man. To, well, no. how old's Cover? Eight. Like, <laughs> you, it, does, it doesn't work I'm out of your Tony. You, I'm like, just telling you, the math doesn't work. I hope he's not a math teacher. <laughs> no, but it was a lot of fun. And then, um, you know, drunk uncle, uh, big papa, drunk uncle Beige is a, like, a very funny man. Uh, yeah. The commentary told me they were not aware that Beige was coming out as Scott Steiner. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Even better. Um, well, to be fair, they by this by that stage they may not remember the booking meetings. Yeah. Um, you know, they're having shots during it. So we want to see more of Cava doing whatever at Wrestle Rock. BDE find, find a way to get Beige. BDE you know, on the show. BDE yeah. were great. And BDE they yeah. blew the roof off yeah. the corner. See, I remember plenty. Yeah, I enjoyed well, the band. Yeah, the they were really yeah, good. They were really, really you know, very Brett, very Brett Michaels oh, yeah, from Rock of from Rock of Ages, not yeah. like from Rock of Love, not I from they were sort of Guns very and sex, Ro- Guns sex and Roses rock. slash Van Halen type. Yeah, band. Well, Guns and Roses would murder you for for comparing them to a band that reminded me of Poison. <laughs> I remember having a Slash. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, um, you went and had a Slash at one point, and Cracker Jack came in and put blood all over you. Well, I looked at him. I, he goes, how do I look? <laughs> you look fine. And he, <laughs> that's not what the mirror tells me. Uh, he, yeah, he, he, he had a lot of he blood had on a him. Lot of blood. <laughs> <laughs> Are they going to bring those shirts back? The uh, 
I the tag know. team? The I wouldn't have thought so. Oh. They're not a tag team. It's, just bring them back. Can People we pre- preview Renegades, please, gentlemen? Yes, we can. Collingwood Town Hall. Yes, Saturday, night. Saturday night. Beautiful venue. Limited tickets still available, so yeah. act now. And you can still get in. Yeah. Matt Hayter versus Lockie, which we spoke about with uh, JXT. <laughs> you know, that that's gonna be that's gonna be a lot of fun. Yep. Um, you know. Is is Hayden moved over here? He seems like he's here every Still weekend now. Courtney would uh, be happy if he did. Uh, yeah, definitely. Well, I think wrestling fans would be on the whole because he he does. Um, he's the king he of makes, Adelaide. You can't leave your throne. Yeah, the king. You know, they have long a holiday live, home and stuff like that. Uh, you know, Murdoch versus Rat Daddy. You know, Rat Daddy was meant to be on the first show. Um, but I'm still trying to work out the promo that they released for Rat Daddy. It was oh um, my God. it was entertaining, uh, but I've got no idea. Okay, right, do Arthur. Yeah, versus Th- Robbie Thorpe. Yeah, this could go either way. I I think Jake will win it because uh, you know with the uh, the stable he has behind yeah. him. I think if you go to this match and you haven't seen Robbie Thorpe, you're in for a treat. Oh, yeah, amazing! That. Um, I'm Jake looking forward to Flying em- Foreskin. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Emin the Kid versus Matt Diamond. I think I watched Emin's promo that got released and it was excellent. There's a character there. There's something happening. I can see Emin's going to be a big star of this promotion. Yeah. Um, you know, Delta versus Kingsley. Kingsley just coming yeah. back from the States. Is Aisha back out of COVID? Well, she's got a match. Okay, good. She's, she's fine. I don't think she yeah. has COVID. Excellent. She was just sick. Um, so yeah, she's wrestling Tali. Yeah. Shazza's back. Shazza. Shazza. 24, 20 hours in transit and then just go straight to the gym. That's, what a pro. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's wrestling Lena Cross, who was very impressive in their first show. Yeah. Look, it's a stacked card, top to bottom. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, you can get to see that on Saturday night at the Collingwood Town Hall when it goes to wrestling presents Uprising. Before that, though, if you're uh, at the Goulburn Workers Club, you can go see Slam Pro Wrestling League live at Goulburn, as we said at the Goulburn Workers Club. That's on Friday night where's, and also on Saturday. Where's Goulburn? Goulburn's up in New South Wales. New South Wales. Yeah. Uh, and on Saturday, Wide Bay presents Arrival in Maryborough. Shout out to Todd. In Queensland. Wide Bay shows, I gotta tell you, like I was watching one recently, they've gone from almost laughable to no, they, they were being laughed at. The, to be the, honest, the production on those shows is excellent now, and they're in a, they've got a really good room. Um, it's like it's a really beautiful building, and um, I'm hoping that they go from strength to strength because it's great to see a promotion like look at themselves and say, "All right, we need to be better than this," and then invest. Yep, yeah. ah, good, good. Ah, uh, we're done. Thanks, right. boys. Shout out to Beck, one of our listeners who I met a few weeks ago at MCW, mm. one of the big best. She's my favourite Australian wrestling Hi, fan. Hi, Beck. Favourite Australian wrestling fan. Yeah. Beautiful. So uh, positive. See you Saturday night. See you guys Saturday night. Yeah, no, really I won't. Go. I'm not going. Oh, You're good. not going? Right, no, I've got prior, prior I'll see you, Tony. I'll, I'll definitely be I there. I wish We're I was going. to sit next to each other. You don't have seats. Oh. We're going to stand we'll next to each other. You have to go up onto the balcony. We'll work it out, buddy. Uh, We'll catch you next week as well, right here on the Turnbuckle.